Blog Talk Radio. And I Thank you for tuning in to Hope for HD Life. Hope for HD Life is brought to you by Hope for HD International and is made possible by a education grant from Simple and the Urban Foundation. I am your host today, Katie Jackson, and today we have with us Lauren Holder, who is producer of Hope for HD Life. We are going to do a special show today, and it is called It Is Not Always HD. And um, I'm going to pass it over to Lauren to talk about um, the show and how the show kind of came up um, as an idea to go live. But um, I think I'll start off by saying, you know, I think often um, HD starts to defy um, or we think it does of, of who we are and and um, H, everything's HD, HD, HD and HD does not defy a person um, and if people are amazing on their own and HD does not need to always be who they are because they're not and I think often um, the public will say it's HD or even caregivers if you have the numbers next to them, it's HD, it's HD, it's HD. And um, so HD does not make a person. And um, I think that's the, the biggest thing that uh, we're, we're trying to say today um, on some different levels. Um, uh, so I think I'll pass it over to Ms. Holder. See you at the show. Katie, and, and thanks, everybody, for joining us today. Um, so, yeah, the reason this show kind of came up, I was talking to Katie the other day about how, um, you know, most, most everybody knows my situation with my dad and that he's progressing. And uh, we've had a really rough couple months here um, where um, he was in the hospital quite a bit and he had a, a toe amputation and he had pneumonia and we tried to get him placed and the, the uh, facility wouldn't keep him because he was wandering and because of his Huntington's and um, you know my mom and I have had multiple talks about um, you know when he he starts getting agitated and and when he starts doing this you know up and down up and down behavior where he can't seem to sit still and you know it's easy I think for us to sit there and go oh that's just a Huntington's but um, I took a minute and I told my mom, I was like, you know, maybe it's not. Maybe it's something else that's going on. And he can't communicate it to us because of the Huntington's. And, mm-hmm. um, and I realized that was a big part of it. And I realized that it's very easy for us to sit there and just automatically go, oh, well, that's just progression of the disease. That's just, um, you know, that's just normal behavior for HD and sometimes it's not. Sometimes we need to make sure that we're looking outside the box of, of HD and see if something else is going on. 
Um, and one of the reasons is because, you know, for dad, all of a sudden he, um, he wasn't completely there. I guess he got really, really confused and he started dealing, dealing with some sundowning and mm-hmm. we found that he had an infection. So it wasn't related to the HD, but it was very easy, you know, cause mom's with him every day and she's like, Oh, you know, I bet that's just the progression of the disease. And I said, no, maybe something else is going on. And that's when mm-hmm. we found out about the infection in his foot and we found out the, about the pneumonia. Um, and so I think that really just made me think, like, how often are we sitting there going, oh, it's just HD and it could be something else going on. And I'm trying really hard now to communicate with dad about how he feels, too, because, um, for an example, this is a funny example, but um, he started doing his, we call it his up and down uh, movements, where he'd stand up, sit down, stand up, sit down. So it's obvious to us that he wants to communicate something, but he can't. And... um, so mom was getting frustrated because she kept telling him to sit down because he's obviously a very high fall risk right now. And, um, sure. and so mom calls me when she, when she got really frustrated with him because he wouldn't sit down and I got on the phone and I, I started asking him questions. I said, dad, are you hungry? He said, no. I said, are you tired? No. Are you anxious? Yes. Okay. Okay. So now we know he's anxious about something. It's like, okay, what's making sure. you anxious? Is it the baby being there? No. He didn't care that the baby, my my mom was taking care of my four-month-old. He didn't care about the baby crying or anything. He said, no, baby's fine. I said, okay, Normally, is mom making are you, you anxious? Oh. Yeah. Can you hear You're me? You're kind of in and out. I think that is. Oh, so where she's working. Yeah, I'm breaking up. Hold on. Let me I try to walk doing, to a different style. Is it better now? Yes. Can you, can you hear me? So I was asking Dad, um, you know, if it was the baby, he said no. I said, okay, is Mom making you anxious? And he said yes. I was like, oh, okay, well, this is what you do, Dad. You look at Mom and go, be quiet. So he puts down the phone and goes, be quiet. (laughs) (laughs) So I I think that sometimes we just get so into thinking that it's HD and just writing it off as something, and it's not always Huntington. Sometimes, you know, our loved ones still get anxious or or irritated for a very legitimate reason. Um, And we just need to take a minute and kind of ask what that is. (laughs) No, absolutely. It's so, it's so funny you say that because it's, I think that there's, I think different things that are scary um, about. Right. Um, And it can't, he just blamed on HD why the irritation was happening because he was he probably was just irritated with his partner because that happened. Um, so uh, and but but just saying oh well you know you're you're irritated with me because maybe he is just irritated because you are partners and he how he was COVID nineteen in the house for three months and he's irritated. So I think that 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 is that's absolutely. Um, Lauren, are you there? Yeah, 
Yeah, I'm here. And okay. And I think this concept born is 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 I really thought about people at risk of honey, with of shooting and how um, you know there's a long family history, right? Um, grandparents, cousins, uncles, aunts, everyone with with HD, and you you think everything um, is HD. And I know this from from my best friend who was at risk. Um, you know, every time she would fall or every time she would run into a wall or she would slip or she would forget something, she was like, okay, I have Huntington's. When's it going to hit? It's already hitting. I have Huntington's because it was all about those symptoms were just HD, HD. And she actually t- she tested negative. Yeah. But she was convinced that she had Huntington's uh, because yep. and everything so had to I- be Huntington's. Yes, and and that's very much the case, and that's one of the things that I see you know, I think it's hard for those of us who have tested positive, especially, and if you're at risk, uh, it's very hard to hear caregivers say, oh, well, just Huntington's, and kind of dismiss mm-hmm. somebody's feelings because it's not mm-hmm. always Huntington's, right? It's not always, that's not all the, always the reason that we um, we drop something or we get angry. And I think the biggest part of that is the anger issues, right? So we, we're afraid to get angry because does that mean it's HD? And especially if you've got, mm-hmm. if you're watching a family member with it and it's constantly dismisses, oh, that's HD. And I know, look, I know it helps to be able to say that in order to deal with the disease. I get it. But it also yeah. is really hard to somebody who's tested positive to hear somebody continuously dismiss somebody's feelings um, as just HD when they could be legitimate. Um, so I have a, I have a really hard time with that sometimes just, and, and I have to watch myself to not get angry and to explain to my mom, because my mom doesn't see it the same way, right? She's, she's not at risk for the disease, so she doesn't think of it that way. And she's just trying to survive being a caregiver. And I get that, um, you know, if she has a reason, if it's the HD, then it justifies why he's being mean. I get that. Um, but at the same time, I think that we have to take a minute and just say, okay, maybe it's something other than HD that's causing behaviors, especially if it's this um, anxiety or um, or agitation, uh, like we're dealing with with the sundowning issue. We're learning now that the sunning, sundowning issue that we're dealing with with dad is that he's tired. So if yeah. if we notice that he starts doing it, then I'll automatically ask him, dad, are you tired? Do you want to go to bed? And the majority of the time he says yes. Sometimes he says he's anxious. Like I have to ask him a bunch of questions to figure it out, but we'll figure it out. And it's just learning that that is now his way of communicating with us because he's he's not able to communicate as well as he used to. So, um, so yes, I think it's easier for us to kind of dismiss stuff, but it also makes it very hard on those who are at risk and who have tested positive to look and go, okay, well, if it's just HD, then I'm screwed, (laughs) you know? Um, Right. Right. It's it's terrible. I'm like a mother that has children at risk. It's also unnecessary stress that you put on yourself, um, like, for instance, everything for my last 14 years of my life has been HD, right? HD, HD, my husband, I watched him pass away, I watched him 
walk his journey. I watched all the symptoms, a lot of the symptoms of HD hit him and, and, and uh, you know, try to cope with that and live with that and navigate through that. So sometimes I'll see my children, and I, I know this is from other people that have children at risk or, uh, you know, grandchildren at risk or nieces and nephews at risk, and you see something, right? Like, let's say you fail a class, okay, and they're, they're in the school age in high school or something, or or they, they're on that soccer field and they're kicking that ball and they trip and they fall and they roll. And, or you notice know, that they're a little bit clumsier than their friends on that soccer team. Or, or you know, this, and then it is. They're clumsy, right? Or maybe this hot, they're tired. Maybe they stay up, maybe, you know. And so the stress that we put on ourselves as well, you know, so it's obviously for patients, number one, the patient's feeling should always be validated as a true feeling, as a true everything. That's number one. Passing off as HD, and then so it does, you know, so it doesn't matter as much. That, that's not right. That's first and foremost. Second, as a caregiver or as a, having people that you love at risk, you sit there and you're going to stress all the time about every single thing that may go wrong, thinking it's HD, and you're mm-hmm. wasting years of time with your loved one that you can love and enjoy and watch and and celebrate, right? Where you're just in your back of your mind, it's always, it's HD, it's HD. And it may not be. So there's that. Right. There's that yep. too. Well, and, and for another example on that and what you're talking about, so talking about pregnancy, I know there's always been this huge question about, um, at least in, from what I've seen in, in groups I've talked um, to, um, is does pregnancy cause, is it like a trigger for Huntington's? So when I first was pregnant with Zoe, um, obviously my first thought was, gosh, you know, I'm, I'm forgetting things, so that's got to be HD. Um, I am becoming really clumsy, so that's got to be HD. No, those are all symptoms of pregnancy. And if you read sure. up and research yep. pregnancy, <laughs> there's so much that we could take as HD because you've got hormone fluctuations, you've got um, your body has to cope for a baby. So it starts, the muscles start relaxing and, and everything starts relaxing. So you become more clumsy because things are, are making way for the baby. And so, yeah. but it's very easy to get in that mindset of, like you said, oh gosh, that's Huntington's because you dropped something or because you have a really bad day and you yell at somebody when it's actually just pregnancy. So my second pregnancy, I didn't worry about any of that stuff. And it was so much easier realizing that it was just pregnancy. Um, and and right. mom brain is a real thing. <laughs> it really is. Right. Right. I, I think that's very important, too, by making everything, um, it, it's HD, it's HD, is that I think that also it may make our loved ones vulnerable, targeted, um, and something that's not right, fair, um, uh, something like that. Uh, let's say abuse, okay? Um, you know, in the care facilities, we've heard of abuse, right? Um, some people could say, oh, well, it's just Huntington's, right? Oh, well, they acted out. They did this. And these things are not right. Um, I think recently we heard of sec- a possible sexual assault, okay? Um, a sexual assault was played out. It could be, well, it was Huntington's disease. Well, 
we don't know what those answers are. But the last thing I would want is, and I think as an organization we advocate for, is that our our people, our loved ones with HD, our patients, they have rights. And being saying something all the time, it's HD, it's HD, the anger's HD, the the abuse was caused because of HD. No, that's not that's not going to happen, right? Um, no one in our community should be a victim of abuse sexually, verbally, physically, um, or any other reason as an excuse of one, it didn't happen because it's Huntington's, or one, it happened because it's Huntington's. That right. that really bothers me a lot when I hear of things like that um, because I totally the, agree. Yeah, I think that is very important, and and it's not a lot of the times HD and if HD could be used in that sense, that's just wrong. And that needs to be advocated that that does not happen period for the safety of our community and our loved ones and our patients. Absolutely. And I totally agree with that. Um, I think that, you know, when we, when we're talking about um, abuse in a facility, so Again, my dad didn't spend a lot of time in a facility, but one of the things that we noticed with him when we got him home is they put a diaper on dad, um, and my dad's not incontinent. Um, he is totally capable of using a bathroom um, yep. and a bedside commode. He just needs assistance to it. And so when we saw that they had put a diaper on him, it was very concerning to us that they would even do that because what that tells me is they didn't want to take the time to uh, assist him. Um, So, again, that's something that they can just say, oh, well, you know, he's got Huntington, so he must be incontinent. No. Um, Right. Just because he needs assistance to to use the bathroom doesn't mean he's incontinent and somebody needs to help him. And it doesn't need to be, okay, we're just going to put a diaper on him and let him sit here. That's absolutely ridiculous. No Huntington patient or resident in a facility should have to go through that. They should be getting assistance with uh, activities if and not be wasting away just because somebody doesn't want to take the time. Yeah, absolutely. I remember I think one of the most heart, you know, we, we go through all the guilt um, process, and I, and I have a lot of guilt about a lot of stuff with Mike. Everyone walks away with guilt from this journey. But I think one thing that sticks in my mind is one time I was talking to him, and I was, talking really slow and I was like trying to explain something to him and I looked at him and I'm like do you understand do you understand what I'm showing you like you're like this is we have to make this decision together like and he looked over at me and, and he was delayed and he looked over at me and he goes I'm not stupid like it's, it's <laughs> yeah. clear that I'm not stupid like I you know don't sit here I and, tell- talk. and that was <laughs> Huge thing for me, light bulb. You're right. You are not stupid. You're an yeah. very incredibly intelligent man, right? Well, and that's that's the thing. Like, that's and that's one of the things I keep telling mom. I'm like, mom, dad hasn't like he's still there. He just can't communicate his needs like he did before. But he can still understand what you're saying. It just takes longer. Yeah. And yeah. so yeah, I think that's an amazing aha moment that you went through, and that you know. And it's one of the things, like, so I'll openly admit that my husband is a lot smarter than me. Like, he's genius level. And I don't process things as fast as him. And so um, so sometimes it makes me feel like I'm stupid because I don't process as fast. And then I'll sit there and I'll have this snowball effect of, well, then I must be going downhill and I've got Huntington's. No, 
you know, I've got a lot on my plate, and so it's not HD. And just because it takes me longer to process something doesn't mean that I'm stupid. And I, you know, that's just a personal thing right there. Just, I think that happens in just everyday life too. It's not just HD, but I love that you had that moment with him and that he said that to you, because I think that's, I think we tend to get in that mindset of, well, they can't understand what's being said. Mm -hmm. And there's a difference in understanding and communicating. So yeah. yeah, the processing is just so delayed. It may seem like somebody doesn't understand, but if they do, and the, I think the bigger problem is just our communication. Yeah. Yeah. That's where Mr. Uh, Jimmy Pollard comes in great with the wait, right? Wait for your response because it's worth a wait because you'll probably get a really great one and you'll, you'll get like, you know, you, you'll get that response that you're looking for from your partner. Um, just give it a little bit more time, you know. Um, and a lot of those, those those questions I've had for him over the years, and just I thought it was they were very important questions because they had to do with his life, and they were questions that I shouldn't have jumped on. Me, they were questions he needed to make for himself because it was his body, his life, his journey. Um, and so I, I'm glad he said that to me because it did make me stop and say, okay, these these are his decisions, not mine. Um, and so we we took our time and made sure we did. Paperwork, right? But I do, I do really. Um, I am glad we did this show because I think that is really important. And hey, look, you know, you and I both said a lot of it. A lot of stuff. When you're living with Huntington's disease and you're navigating through your journey, you're going to have a lot of things that yes, are Huntington's disease. Of course, they are. Um, you know, we're mm-hmm. going to have even maybe some lack of awareness um, from our loved ones that it's even there. Um, and I, and that's not what we're trying to say on the show. Is that not every not not we're not saying right? Because we know Lauren, are you there? Yeah, I lost Lauren. you for a minute. I know, I'm yeah. sorry. It, it it kicked me out for a second. But yeah, I mean, I, oh, I don't okay. know where we left off, but sorry. Um, but yeah, okay. I think that yeah. I think we still left off it. So I, I think that um, I think that you were making a really, really good point about, um, yeah, some things like we automatically know it's HD, you know, and, and that's not what we're saying is obviously there are going to be those times where like, oh, yeah, that's HD. But I think there's, um, like you were saying, there's also those times where maybe HD is making it hard to communicate and it's not HD about something that's going on, right? So like in dad's situation, um, he was not feeling well because he had pneumonia and because he had an infection. And there was no way for him, because of his HD, it made it hard to communicate. But the issue wasn't the HD, it was other stuff going on. And so um, it's just, it's hard and I know it's hard. Look, I, you know, I, I see dad every single day. Um, and I help mom and, you know, we're both, she's with him absolutely every single day, every hour of the day. And I see him every day and it's hard sometimes to know the difference, but I think it, it's worth taking the time to sit there and just question how much of what we're, writing off as HD is actually something legitimately something else. Um, you know, because think about, think about depression. Depression can be caused by, um, a number of things, right? Thyroid, um, uh, Huntington's obviously, but, but sometimes 
if we look at, um, you know, what else is going on, maybe, maybe just something is off. And I think, I think the key to it is, I think the key to it is, um, are these changes rapid or are these gradual changes? Right. And I think in the rapid changes, we have to look at what else is going on. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, I, I, that's 100% right. And, and it's funny because I remember at um, Mike's end of life, they, they were saying some stuff. And isn't that, and they would ask me, because hospice didn't really know, they, isn't that HD? Like, no, not, you know. So we actually just had this happen where someone came and their loved one just stopped speaking out of nowhere. Just They just quit speaking. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, is it HD? Because did they just stop speaking? No, we know they don't just overnight stop speaking. Something is going on, you know. Um, right. And so they, they obviously started looking into other things, but that was one of the questions. Well, is this just HD? No, people with HD don't just overnight stop talking. You know, it's a gradual progress, progression of not being able to communicate and swallowing, and you know, all this dysphagia. This is, like, more gradual. It doesn't happen overnight. Right, and even if it happens within a week, that's really fast for HD for something to happen. So if you have something that's happening – like one week to the next, I would be looking at infection. I'd be looking at something else because you're not going to see just this huge, like in a week, something happening. So like for dad, he started the whole sundowning, you know, we call it sundowning, but it's actually the way he's communicating now. Uh, He started his whole sundowning behavior when he started feeling bad and he just didn't know how to communicate how bad he was feeling. So like, right. I had to, he, st- he started going up and down and that's when I started asking, are you in pain? Yes. When he was in the hospital, you know, he was doing the up and down and mom was like, Oh, you know, that's just normal behavior now. And I was like, no, something's wrong and that he's doing that. So I got on the phone with him and I said, dad, are you hurting? And he said, yes. And I said, okay, what hurts? Can you tell me? And he couldn't answer that. I give him um, a good 30 seconds to be able to respond now. And I said, okay, does your chest hurt? And he said, yes. I said, are you having trouble breathing? And he said, yes. I said, okay, then are you able to tell the nurse that your chest hurts? And he, um, he said, he tried to tell the nurse, he said, chest hurts. But he couldn't get it out. So it ended up that he needed oxygen. And he just couldn't communicate that, um, you know, he, he couldn't breathe very well. He, you know, and he was having all these problems with the infection and pneumonia and stuff. And so the only thing he knew to do was to talk to me. He had asked mom to call me and the only thing he knew to do was he knew I would ask him questions. So uh, once I got that yes and no and figured out that he couldn't breathe, then we knew it wasn't just the sundowning, you know, we knew that he was trying to communicate something. So I think, I think. You still there? Uh, are you there? Well, yeah, I can hear you now. Okay. 
think that I think that um, you know we we covered quite a bit in 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 one lump kind of show, and these these could yeah. be shows that are very much spread apart. Um, you know, obviously it's not always HD at the at risk population. It's not going to always be HD. So you know, I mean, the stress that I see my my own daughter of she she starts to go down in a class and she's freaking out, and I don't understand why, and it's because it may be HD, right? I know you took a really hard class, right? So we have the at risk, we have caregivers or, or people that we people that we love are at risk and we're watching them. We have that stress. We have our loved ones living with Huntington's disease, possibly it something being written off as it's just H D and it's not and it's something more serious or some another secondary um thing going on. And they're not getting it cared for because it could be just written off as just H D. And then we talked about validation of feelings. People with HD, they have mm-hmm. feelings, and they have their just just like everyone else, and their feelings deserve to be listened to and validated and understood, just like everyone else's. Um, I think that's important. And then also, we never, and I think like the most severe thing is we never want anyone with our HD in our HD community to be taken advantage of verbally, physically, right. um, abused or taken advantage of, or, and then someone, a predator being able to say, oh, it was because of HD, a predator meaning a care home facility that was not being taken in, a family member, a, a friend, a, a, an outside public boyfriend, girlfriend, it doesn't matter. That should never happen. Um, right. So we covered a very large umbrella of things. But um, wow. Yes, and I think thing. we should actually do another. You know, we could we could do um, a show on all of these. You know, if if people in the community want to hear more about that and split it up, I'm happy to do shows on it and bring people on that are going through that. And I mean, we could bring your yeah. daughter on to talk about it if she'd be willing to. Yeah, definitely. I think that's really. I think it's a really. I'm so glad you came. Big, large umbrella topic with a lot. of because it's definitely it's definitely a big thing that we should be talking about as a community so we can support our loved ones the best we can. Absolutely. And safe working in the hospital, please, during these times. Um, I know you are very safe. Um, no, I don't have any other final thoughts. Um, I'll just work on getting those shows, you know, if everybody's interested in, in shows like that, then I'm happy to set them up. Awesome. Awesome. All right. So I think that is it, everyone. Um, don't forget to uh, get social with us and uh, find us on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. Um, we all do Facebook. Warren does a great job on Twitter. Katrina does a great job on Instagram. Um, make sure you follow us on all that. Make sure you subscribe to our newsletter. That's been going out about once a week. You just go to the website, www.helpforhd.org, and put subscribe. It's really easy. You just type your email in, and that's when we've been making most announcements first off the gate. It is, actually. is through that um, email blast. So make sure you subscribe. Um, to that, we just launched Help for HDTV. We're getting um, a lot of subscribers and likes on the show, and we are thankful for everyone for supporting that program. Um, I think, like, 
it's it's really getting it's getting known and it's we're starting to get a lot of people following and I keep getting all these notices we're getting subscribers so thank you so much for everyone for following that um, let us know me and Lauren are always available to talk about any shows that you would like to hear on the radio or on um, Health for HD TV always remember the radio show is a longer platform we can go up to an hour HD TV is only about four minutes. So if you have any topics for us for those platforms, please let us know. We did open the, our platform to get our new law enforcement cards. Those are free to you. So um, you can go to www.helpforhd.org, go to the Huntington's post, and you will see medical ID cards. They're not medical. They're Huntington's information ID cards that you could put in your purse or your wallet. Those are available for free. Um, so go ahead and go to that and fill it out, and we'll get one in the mail to you guys. I think that is it for now. Um, get ready for hype uh, to come to you uh, virtually again in July and August. Our virtual July uh, hype is going to have an emphasis focused on genetics, which where we are going to be talking about at-risk, um, testing, all that kind of stuff. And we're, it will still be in the hype panel form, but we're just going to have an emphasis emphasis on that and then um, our August will be have an emphasis on caregiving um, so that's kind of new and exciting that we're bringing to you guys um, and I think that is it for now uh, until next week everyone stay safe and stay well